This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right. So right now, I think we're still in our, our post-Adepticon haze, even though, you know, we're it's healthy. True. We didn't get sick or anything, it's, <laughs> but it's still a haze of like what actually happened there. Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't get sick. No, no masks. Yeah. We saw like five masks all the way through. And we just we just tried. But it paid off because we didn't get sick. Because everyone's drinking booze and killing the bacteria. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So I guess for our our first topic is what we've been up to for the hobby, and you know, yeah, we'll we'll go straight to the cause of the days of basically what we've been doing at the hobby at Adepticon. Sure. One minute. Mm. So we're just gonna fill in all of those things that we weren't able to say last time no not at all it's one minute anyway do you want me to start with something okay yeah sure so for the hobby i found it sort of neat that because you're at adepticon and no one has to run to go like home to go eat because all the food is there Uh your bed is there Uh i found that like we were able to either you like get people into games that you brought or us get into other people's games that they brought uh-huh. So, like, what do you think manages to make that, other than obviously the whole situation of being at the con, makes that work well of just getting people into, like, games while they're there? Because uh, that's what we did. Lots of people were doing that. Like, you just Yeah, just trying in. different games that we brought, yeah. I, like, I official, did, uh, official demos, non-official demos, like, what really makes yeah. those work? Yeah, I got two people to try out uh, Arena Rex, which was great. Because I was like getting that post Arena Rex play high, basically, yeah. and just uh, giving them a contact high through it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just because everyone is into miniatures, I think. I think, uh, and and so they're just all into it. Like you're already with a whole bunch of people that are so into uh, miniatures yep. that they're already more likely to try it out, and then uh, you're at a con where you're just there to play miniatures and. And so you're there, everyone is primed, basically, to try new things, right? Try yeah, different I, things. You're seeing so many different things that you thought were cool. And then mm-hmm. someone says, oh, yeah, I have some of those minis. You want to try it out? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Because I'm just thinking about, like, how is it differing than the game store? If, like, people being at the game store and, like, having a few extra... Well, you they never have a few... busy lives. They have somewhere yeah, to Yeah, I know. You have your busy life going on. That might just be it. Yep. Yeah, at the con, after uh, late late night hours, you're mm-hmm. like uh i'm just gonna go to bed after this so yeah i guess if you're gonna try and replicate the same thing at a game store you would just have to like say come for this hour a few hour long block to like share games and try games that's the only way you could replicate it anyway yeah yeah that's just kind of cool that's just kind of one thing we did for the hobby at adepticon all right we only had a minute so that's that yeah more arena rex apparently is what we said all right so getting into other questions, uh, do you have any more about Arena? Uh, not Arena Rex. <laughs> <laughs> about that? It was the Arena Rexicon. No, not really. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it was Arena Rexicon because I haven't played those models in so long, and we just started playing them again just for this kind of tournament. So it and was kind, of, and and that was the capstone I think we mentioned last time. So and that's the only stuff I bought there too. So you know, that's not the only stuff I bought. I bought so many other things. Oh no. Okay, so you want me to go for one? Sure. All right. So this sort of fits into Adepticon, where we were like Infinity did like a big release of one faction there, and they also had a box for one of the tournaments that they've started testing out a new material with. 
I think it's called Unicool. I've never heard of it before, but it's supposed to be like a harder resin. But just my I think thoughts. It's a with resin like, PVC mix. I think that's what they said. Yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. 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 Just with and also just with seeing so many miniatures there, I'm just wondering like because obviously we didn't decide to buy everything, but what's a bigger deal breaker for you like miniatures that have bad posing and just like a general overall bad look or miniatures that actually just have like low quality sculpts like what do you think is more of a problem for you personally that would bad, stop you from buying what something do you mean low quality sculpts i don't like low detail means. sculpts because there's the material can't hold like board game plastic quality material is that going to stop you or are just oh. miniatures that don't look cool going to stop you first uh two minutes man this dice is this dice throws low you have to bring this game away dice when we play our next game. <laughs> uh, bad posing. I actually do have quite a few miniatures that are uh, lower quality, like board games things. I actually have a whole bunch of Frostgrave minis that are from. Um, they're not the lowest quality board game minis. Uh, they're but they're from Cool Mini or Not's Zombie Side, which is like a lower quality than most uh, miniature gaming plastics, right? With lower detail, uh, and I really like those actually, just because the sculpt, like the design of it, was very very good, even if the detail was not necessarily there. So yeah, basically, definitely bad pose, bad pose, bad sculpting. Yeah, I think that. It's the bigger turnoff for me as well. Because if I really like it, I can push through and paint it. Yeah. But if it's ugly, like, why am I even trying? Like, the whole posing's <laughs> off. Even if it's a really, like, amazing quality, like, why even try and use it? That makes it worse. Then you can see all the bad <laughs> quality yeah, like, sculpting even more. Yeah, it's true. Like, wow, it's an amazing mint. Yeah. Like, it comes <laughs> from amazing detailed, li- bad sculpt. Yeah, it's like you put so much work into making this ugly thing, company. Why'd you why did you do this? Like if you have some cheap Reaper Bones thing, it's like three dollars. Uh-huh. It doesn't look that good because with the sculpt you're like, yeah, it's like three dollars. Three dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes the detail washes out the bad sculpting, so you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm totally willing to buy like Reaper Bones and WizKid stuff, like yeah. knowing knowing full well it's the lowest quality stuff out there above board games. I'm cool uh, with that, but I'm not cool with buying Infinity models that look like not well sculpted, even though they're some of the highest quality miniatures around there. So. Fair All enough. Right. Although I don't think there's many that uh, Infinity miniatures that are that bad in terms of sculpt quality. No, there aren't. There's very few of them. So. It's more just like the overall aesthetic I might not like sometimes. Mm. So I just proxy something. If. Or the occasional heroic scale creeping in, which annoys me. Yep. All right. All right. So the next question. Let me see if I have one, just a Depticon one, so we can get all of these ones out. Um, I guess this is kind of related. Um, So after a Depticon came... Like, came and went, and we... You know, it was definitely a great convention. Um, Do you have more hype for local conventions... And the possibilities of of them. Ooh. One minute. <laughs> it really There's, is short. Dice wants to um, have a stop. Okay, more local conventions. Not. I would rather like have more events put on a local game store, honestly, 
just because like the convention told me that not having to travel the things very far is just much more fun than having to make uh-huh. like a long trek somewhere than a long trek back. Cause we've, we've done tournaments that are on like the opposite end of town from us or just like uh-huh. an hour away. And just yeah. the whole thing of having to travel there and back, not as fun, but yeah. like our local Metro store where you can just get on the subway and then appear there and then go for yeah. drinks after, which is yeah. closer to a con than driving yeah. somewhere far away. Cause you're just there. I think it just yeah. encourages me to try and have more events happening at our store. If we have to make them happen. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. I guess the, the the thing is though, if we if we were to go to a local con, you don't have to drive as far, but you might want to still stay at the hotel paradoxically. But there, I don't think the, our local cons are big enough to make it make sense for you to stay at a hotel, right? They don't have that that critical mass that Adepticon or GenCon has, so it doesn't necessarily make as much sense. No, the the post game hangout is less encouraging because people are just going to drive back to their house like. 40 minutes away if they have to for the most part so yeah and it's kind of sad because you know if they're further than that like two hours it's it's close enough that you could go for the day but it's far enough that you're like as soon as the con is over you're like okay i gotta go home <laughs> yeah, that's you're gonna get back at like 2 a.m or something like that yeah that's when my thoughts go to the game store that's on public transit so people have some hope of like hanging out longer yeah yeah well, we'll have to think oh, about that. Bad. How we make that happen. Okay. So, continuing on the, the Adepticon line of questioning. Sure. So, we got to see a lot of things in the miniature case. And I know on the last podcast, I asked about like what you were inspired by from seeing mm-hmm. things in the like Golden Demon cases. The other thing, though, like just looking back at the winners afterwards and being able to compare like the photographs of like the top pieces... And just how they look in photographs to seeing them in real life made me because some of the winners had like the huge like glowing effect coming off of like it was basically the scene of like Sanguinous being killed and the Emperor showing up with a flaming sword. Yeah. And like in person, all the glow, I don't know, like there's so much glow on it that doesn't really seem to work in person. But in a photograph, it looks amazing. My question is, like, how much glow actually makes sense to put into a painted figure, like, when you have to see it in person? <laughs> of course it rolled high. Guess what the number was? Two. One. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to play this dice when we, like, play some games. It's going to be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay, be like a champ. What, one, two, one, one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, how much glow? Uh... Depends on what you're painting, right? So if you're painting a diorama, uh, you can actually put a lot of glow because dioramas, like if, if it's going to go in your, your bookcase, yeah, people are generally just going to look at it in one direction, right? Mm-hmm. In which case, you will have the right direction that you're looking at the mini. Uh, and so you can kind of, you can even force it by like cutting off the sides or something like that right in a, in a small enough case to make it work so i would say as much glow as you 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 kind of want uh on your actual like on the table minis it often is a little bit jarring though when you're actually playing with them because you might have this awesome like green glow that by itself looks amazing but the terrain is this i don't know giant snowy wasteland and it just yeah really stands out and doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense or like 
It's like this you is know, the lighting is paint. very very different, right? Yeah, like you you do, you do a nighttime nighttime glow look, and then the rest of the table and the other opponent's armies are all daylight. It just doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, it's definitely a way to think of it. Yeah, I think it just makes sense for a figure you're going to see from all sides and play with, just to have the glow extend to what might be like eight inches in real life, real scale away. When mm-hmm. you start going like all over the body, it stops making as much sense. When it's something that's yeah. like clearly the body right next to a thing that's glowing, it'll keep yeah. making sense in different atmospheres. But yeah. beyond that, like it's just relying on photography and particular angles. But like you said, dioramas, you can set up that particular angle, whereas yeah. standard game figures, now you can't yeah. you can't set it up. Yeah. I think I think we also like I think because we see so many minis from photography we we feel like it's like you're doing the mini for photography but actually the main way for miniatures is in person but you still have a directional angle. So you're like you're painting the mini for a direction. I don't know. That's just a pet peeve because people say it online all the time. Oh, you're just painting the mini for pictures. No, you're painting it for your bookshelf and it'll be one direction. It'll look great. No, I paint things to play with. Anyway. Oh, that's true. That's I'm just saying that this is a pet peeve when people say, oh, you you only pay for, like, photography, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's All see, right. How, see what this dice can keep rolling. <laughs> We're run out of questions. Uh, okay. Um, so for the last thing about uh, – with Adepticon um, – happening and it was what like four days basically or maybe three days thursday friday saturday and then half of sunday right uh, of gaming uh we you know you're playing a lot of games all the way through uh is there like so such thing as too much gaming for you three minutes too much gaming so I think if I had to keep learning new games every time, it would bother me. But if I basically I think it's like I think I'm okay as long as I'm not having to like learn new shit every single time. Like the Arena Rex tournament, if I had to do that and keep learning new rules for all the guys that I came up against, it would start like being mentally draining. Uh-huh. But because it was the last day, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Uh-huh. And like even doing like demos of like we did demos of Blood and Plunder, and it's just it becomes more draining to try and like run your brain at full speed to learn things. But if you can operate off point. muscle memory, I think I could go for like every day basically. And we kind of went back and forth basically, so doing some like learning stuff, then a game we knew, then a game we knew less. So I think you've got to balance those things out to be able to game the whole time. Otherwise, you're gonna fry yourself. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, like, some of the big, like, brain buster games, you know, Infinity is kind of a brain buster game, and, like, the five-game five tournament was on Saturday and Sunday. I'd almost want it earlier and then, like, play something more relaxed and chill uh, later on. And it kind of makes you think, like, there should be more games later on in the day where you don't have to use your brain. (laughs) Not much like just games where you just roll dice and have fun. Like I don't know, more time, frost grave, frost grave. Well, we uh, brought star gas. Grave, Did you stuff. bring your gas lens? Because I brought. We brought gas, gas lens. We didn't play. We should have. We should have tried to set that up, but like. Well, there was there wasn't much extra time between all the games. We yeah, we did have got... to go back and we ate right, and so yeah, we had and we a bunch of ones. Yeah, a bunch of ones we, when we ate, we didn't go back, and and maybe it would have made more sense for us to go back on those days just to see or. If next time 
if we're if we're sold on Adepticon going back next year, try to get uh, a hotel in the main place or somewhere walkable to the main place. Or just don't do giant tournaments all day that take the entire middle of the day, <laughs> so you can actually eat during dinner time as opposed to yeah. never eating dinner anywhere near dinner time. So like maybe eat- there is too much if you don't get to eat. The secret is you should have like little little meat sticks scattered around in your body in person with little energy drinks, little vials of energy drinks behind you, like a like a Batman of snacks. Mm-hmm. That you can go all day. Yeah. Anyway, I think I've already I've already forgotten what the question is because the is there no such thing as too much gaming? Oh, there's such thing as too much gaming? Yeah, yeah. Like I think only if you did more than. I don't think we ever did more than one game. No, I did two games in a day sometimes, mm-hmm. but like one demo and then one actual game. Beyond that, I think yeah. it would it would start to get excessively taxing. And before yeah. we played at like Gen Con, we've done a two-day tournament there. Uh-huh. And I felt like that was too much because we didn't get to see the con floor. Did we, could, we do a two-day? Yeah, I've done, I think we've done two-day ones there before. Because I remember like it being day three before I got to go on the like the con floor at Gen Con, just because we yeah. booked in so many games. So that that is one way to turn a con into too much gaming, is you can't even see, like, <laughs> you can't just buy all the things, because you're too busy yeah. playing. And the other thing is, like, a lot of these bigger games, like, even, even like, Infinity, we can play decent-sized tournaments in other places. And if you play, uh, like, um, Games Workshop, like, uh, like, Warhammer 40k. I guess you can't have your giant diorama, which is obviously very cool for the people who set that up. But you, there's definitely team tournaments and lots of games you can play locally. Like in Toronto, I guess it's a relatively big city, but there's like 200 person. Isn't there? What was it? At least 100 people, I think. For the maybe I'm lying. Maybe there's not as big. Maybe maybe Adepticon is really where where you want to go, or Adepticon and LVO or something are the only ones where you can get 200 plus people in a game. Yeah. Well, I don't even even matters when there's that many people. It's too many too many people to process. Like our nice little 30 table Infinity events, uh-huh. you can actually like walk around that and you could see every army if you wanted to. But once you're at 200, you're like, I'm not going to see all this. It doesn't even, even relevant that's anymore. part of the cool part, is that you walk around and you can't even see everything that's there. No, that's that's just a bo- selling point. That would bother me. I'm like, I missed out on stuff. <laughs> no, I want to... I want Stop being a completionist. Not completionist. All Apparently right. there, is, there is too much because you just can't deal with not being able to t- take it all in. Yep. All right. So, on the note of 40K, should I bring a dangerous question up? All right, sure. Apparently, there's there's been rumors about a a tenth edition coming out soon for Warhammer 40k. Not only we, that, at Adepticon. Yeah, you know, that we didn't pay attention to at all during <laughs> Adepticon because we went yes, to an Infinity seminar, but not not a 40k yeah, yeah. seminar. But you know, we yeah. we follow up after. Uh-huh. But what were your what were your thoughts on the direction they, they claim they're going to take? All right, so you're asking me 10th edition of Warhammer 40,000 was announced at Adepticon. Thoughts? Five minutes. Of course uh, it was going to roll high on the crap we don't want to talk about. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I like to talk cr- about it. I love talking about it. It's such a big deal in gaming that oh, I know. Absolutely. it's very, very interesting. Oh, no, the direction is very interesting, what um, they've said, so... 
I think it's they, – they, they've said a lot of good things. The issues that I have are they always say a lot of good things. Their marketing has been on point for like five years. Definitely. I guess technically they haven't said a lot of good things before that. But for the past five years, they've been very good at saying the right things. Uh, the actual things they deliver are not necessarily – uh, the things that they instill in your head from their great marketing. Um, but yeah. I think a lot of it is really good. Um, the things that are good, that I found really good since we have five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, they said that they realized that their game is way too big and complicated, which is definitely true. Uh, and then another thing they said is that they're going to reduce, besides the actual rules for yep. units... Everything to play your faction or your army is going to be on fit on two pages. Sounds now, they awesome. didn't mention the size of those pages, did they? <laughs> no, they said fold-out, which might have been like two pages back and forth. Did front. they say two fold-out pages? There was, there was a word in there that was like a caveat sort of word that didn't have a decisive <laughs> meaning. They didn't say like A4 or letter. It was, it was some other nebulous word in between paper. <laughs> two pages two giant voluminous scrolls like they have in the art that go down to your 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 like that's roll down the down the the hallway literal war scrolls yeah we'll sell you like extra long paper (laughs) just so that you can fit it into two pages uh but at least the design space someone there uh is is saying yeah someone there and, and is putting into feedback into the game the actual game right and I think this has been happening for a while that we talked about before that like uh, Warhammer or, or Games Workshop in general is a model company first, right? Like you can see it in some of the things they released for Necromunda, which make no sense as actual miniature gaming pieces, but they're amazing and cool as uh, miniatures. Like yeah, they have a, a as a miniature yeah. project, Necromunda is always really cool. You're like, oh, I can build this guy with that and this person with yeah. this and in this scene, like yeah, they, they released like a noble. And you're like, you don't play nobles in Necromunda. It's like, is there a what? mission with this? No, but you know. Uh, you know, we'll just throw that in there. Maybe, maybe there could be something. And so they just had to like scramble for that. But the, but the thing is, the the fact that they 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 talked about that, like that they want to limit it to two pages, at least shows a design document for the new rules where keeping the rules clean is important. They've obviously seen, heard feedback. Maybe even seen the uh, rise of one-page rules and the competition out there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that is a really good sign. I, I've I've now like my innate dislike of uh, Games Workshop because of how I've been burned from them has kind of gone away at this point. So I'm I'm okay. Like if if their game is good, in some ways that's good. Like in some ways it's bad because I don't actually want to play Games Workshop games as a main as main things anymore. But in some ways it's it's good. Like if I could use my orc models and I wouldn't be disgusted at what I'm playing, that seems good. Yeah, you would go like we wouldn't play ninth again because it was just too much. But if they listened to feedback, if our feedback was most people's experience, or at least uh, people who like bounce off the game's experience. Yeah. Then if they're listening to that, then I guess it's a good direction for them. Like that's yeah, better for the people just, who play the game, honestly. Like the people who want too much, yeah. I don't know, I think they're doing themselves a disservice. Because they said they were gonna like reduce the number of stratagems, the number of like what was the other thing? 
I've forgotten the name of them. Just everything, but, right? Into two pages. Uh, more complicated rules. Uh, I think stratagems is one of the biggest issues. Um, and then they also said that they're going to try to make more small set like pieces like playable. Like they, they released this boarding patrol, and those boarding patrols are meant to be played against each other. They're like it's like a set army, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're going to balance these set armies against each other. Just right? kind of like they have kill team armies. Yeah, and I think that, that is, that's actually kind of cool and a great way to play, right? That's a great way to get people into the game and maybe like not have them go crazy. Although those boarding patrols, I saw them at the store. Apparently, they're already selling them. They're $170, so uh, Canadian. So if yeah. you're American, it's less. But still, $170, you're like, oh, that's like a great way to play without dipping your toe in. But I was like, but it's actually very expensive. Yeah, well, the pack of Infinity for like your 10 models is pretty close. Just from what we were buying at the Depticon. You can get ones so. that are like 100 Yep, you can. So depending on what you're buying, right, mm-hmm. it can be a lot cheaper. Yep. And that's a full army, basically. Oh, it, so yeah, and it comes with terrain pieces. Too. No, no, it doesn't. Never mind, not that one. The the yeah. cheaper, like the hundred ones, don't. The, the yeah. more expensive ones do come with terrain. But yeah, like the two two players. So so, what do you think? I think it's positive for the people who play the game. I still don't. I don't think it's going to fix it for me because I don't want to. I don't want to paint that many things at once. I know how long I like <laughs> taking to paint things, and I just don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to put that. I don't want to. I don't want to speed paint things. Like that's what I've realized. There's sort of a minimum uh-huh. to how fast, slow, how fast I want to paint anything before it just seems like a chore. So. Yeah, I I, I would say. The I guess there's two other thoughts. Is one of them is that. Um. For the. I I guess if well, I'm gonna do things right. They said on release. They said there's going to be free rules. But then they also said the they codexes kind of slipped it in that the codexes until the codexes com- the codexes would be compatible, which means there's limit to the simplification too, because there's all sorts yes. of stratagems and other stuff yep. in there. Yeah. So I feel like there's weasel word, words, right, where they could have made it so that codexes like so that you can play it without codexes, and then codexes are just like story and fluff and cool stuff, or or like what do you call it, prestige kind of special edition stuff for people to buy. But they did basically say the codexes are gonna. I don't think that the uh, the the management is gonna allow them to put all of the actual rules outside of the codexes. I feel like they're gonna try to force you to buy the codexes. No, I'm sure they can see the the accounting numbers of what happens if yeah, you have to Yeah, you can see the weasel words coming in. Yeah, so. and then the other thing though is um, if this is a good addition. Uh, I am a little bit worried about more of the smaller games because Warhammer 40,000 having so much more marketing could possibly suck the air out of the room for all these other games, which I think are vastly superior in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of what we saw with like Wardheim being played at the store. It's like people are like, a Warhammer thing that we can play? Oh my god, yeah. and everyone was in. So as soon as they GW does something playable, it just sucks, like you said, sucks all the air out of the room. Yeah, and even Mordheim, yeah, it might even suck the, so Mordheim sucked the air out of the room, I feel like, that didn't suck the room, but it was it had so much more reach than something like Frostgrave, which I feel like is a lot better game. Like, like Mordheim's good, but I think Frostgrave is just so much better. 
like it's a much newer game and has much more like modern sensibilities and is more and and and, uh, and the cat and the you know the uh, mission writing is so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Mordheim will have the like the air sucked out of it from the new shiny from GW, right? Yeah. So I guess, you look I like guess, what happened to Necromunda mm-hmm. when they released the 2017 monstrosity. Yeah. So I guess the a future question along this lines would be what would be the right way of writing a four, Warhammer 40k like game. I think we've I think I we've talked about hope before. that they do bad in some ways. It's kind of bad, but like that people get pissed that, off at some stupid thing they do on day one. Yeah. Yeah, and then move on to different games. So the best thing for 40k is if one-page rules became the new way that people played uh, Warhammer 40k. So that's your answer. Is just one-page rules is a better way of playing 40k than 40k. Okay. It, it depends on really what you really want, but uh, to me that would be ideal because mm-hmm. then it separates it separates the monopoly that Games Workshop has. So now you have two companies negotiating um, the games that people are playing. And it encourages people to try different things, which is because I want to play different games, right? Even though I said I'll I'll play 10th edition if it's good, that's not going to be my main game, right? So. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I guess initial thoughts about 10th edition, uh, and it's coming possible apocalypse, <laughs> depending on on what happens. I guess one last thing. I know that we're going age very, very Sigmar long it. now. Age of, uh, sorry? You have to age uh, of Sigmar it or age oh. of <laughs> age of girly man it. <laughs> age of, oh, we didn't even talk about the other thing, but uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, whatever. I already forgot. So apparently it's not important. We're over so <laughs> uh, if you have any questions like what was I going to say? Uh, if you want, uh, you can go and ask us. Uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook. We're Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.